This episode of Dirty Linen is proudly supported by Kookaburra, making it easy to start, run and grow a ready-made meals business. For more information, go to kookaburra.com. It is Friday the 11th of March and it is time for Friday on my mind. Uh, This Friday, I'm wandering around with my dog, Peppy, just throwing the ball for her. And I'm just wandering around some random laneways because uh, for various reasons, my house is too noisy to record right now. So if I trip, if the dog barks, if a bus goes by, uh, any little life things. Not sure if you can hear Peppy panting, but she's really worked that ball this morning. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, forgive the interruptions, but... Sometimes there's a lot of things on my mind, including staying upright on Melbourne laneways. All right, it has been a really big week and I did feel like it was great to check in with you at the end of it. Uh, What is on my mind? It's been International Women's Day, International Women's Week. Um, So, you know, I've had a really woman-centric week, which has been wonderful. We kicked off the week with um, Joe Bangles from Splatter's Cheese Train in Geelong. Joe is um, Joe's a woman. She's also lesbian. And um, I think the whole uh, LGP, LGBTI um, plus uh, culture in hospitality is something I really want to keep talking about. I think um, there's so much work to do, so much, so many great stories, but lots of hard stories as well. And it was fantastic to highlight a woman who's creating a really safe space for diversity and inclusion at her awesome cheese train in Geelong. And there's quite a lot, Geelong's getting a bit of a light shone on it. And I think that's great too. Such a cool place. Um, so on Tuesday, an interview I did with Nigella Lawson came out as part of a good food feature that um, talked to five different women in food about um, what they would say to their 18-year-old selves. Now, we all know that an 18-year-old would not listen to an older woman giving her any advice, uh, but indeed, um, we had a go at it. And it was just really amazing um, to get feedback about that story. Um, I spoke to two people, Nigella and also Jungun Che, um, a young uh, Korean-Australian chef, and it was just really fantastic to hear how many women felt themselves seen by that story. Um, And one thing that really struck with me was, or stayed with me, was Nigella's description of being a woman who was trying to make her way in the world. feeling like you were walking through the rows at the theatre, passing by, pressing against people's knees and saying, excuse me, excuse me, all the time. And that she felt that perhaps women didn't need to apologise for themselves so much these days. I think um, that is sometimes true and sometimes not true. Uh, And, yeah, I think if we could all be a little less apologetic, then that would be a really positive thing. Um. Also on International Women's Day, I was the MC at an awesome dinner at Mr. Bianco, which I renamed Ms. Bianco for the night. Uh, Joe Vargetto's restaurant, um, really fantastic ally of women, um, employs wonderful women, um, and certainly allowed women to, t- to take the floor on Tuesday evening. Chef Simone Watts is an absolute gun, and I would really love you to have a look at my Instagram and just look at her speaking about this bomb Alaska that she makes. Just the thought 
the time that she gave the dish, you know, worked on it, you know, three months earlier, started fermenting the honey um, that was part of this bomb Alaska. Uh, just, yeah, just the deep connection that she has with produce, with other people, with traditions around Indigenous Australia, um, the landscape, um, just, just a real privilege to eat food and talk to a chef that is all about connection and integrity and for food to taste good and look good is just simply not enough. I think it's, yeah, really beautiful. We've also, for the rest of the week, um, been on the podcast, we've been in Pippet Girl Gang mode, speaking to women in and around the restaurant of Pippet in northern New South Wales. And we'll be continuing with that next week as well. I've just loved this series and I would really appreciate you having a listen to it if you haven't already. It's just been great to... It's just great to hang out in a place and get different people's perspectives. Of course, since this series was planned a few weeks ago, the devastating floods have swept through that whole region. So that's been a big part of these conversations. And it's been, I think it's really important to bear witness to what's going on in northern New South Wales at the moment. It's... um, It's also provided the opportunity to reflect on what restaurants and hospitality can mean for communities and for people in hard times as well as in good times. Uh, Talking, I'm going to move on and talk about some restaurant reviews now. I'm filling in for Besha Rodell um, on Good Weekend, which recently started publishing restaurant reviews. Uh, So these will appear on Saturday and I'll have my Sunday Age restaurant reviews on Sunday. I'll be doing the Good Weekend ones for four weeks. And my first one, perhaps appropriately, is called Her, H-E-R, and it's a, that'll appear online today and in Good Weekend magazine tomorrow. It's a new four-story bar, restaurant, music room, cool hangout in the city, um, opened by the team that has Arbury and Arbury afloat. And yeah, I went there a few weeks ago and just loved this feeling of um, Melbourne coming back to life. And that's kind of the theme of my review. My Sunday age review this weekend is Fish Social. It's a fish and chip shop where you can eat in. There's a few few seats in the window. (laughs) I just have to say, I think it's the best potato cake that I've ever eaten. Um, And it's just simple. Desiree potatoes, sliced, simmered, chilled, fried once, fried again to serve. They're so crisp. The inside is so creamy and delicious. Uh, and I feel like there's something in it, like why I get so excited about a potato cake, but I think is there something about this this moment where we are really appreciating simple things done well, like a great potato cooked really carefully it's at a really um, approachable price point. It's $2.50. Um, in a simple setting where uh, Chef Paul Dunlop is focusing on Really good fish and, you know, underloved fish as well. Uh, But, yeah, done really well. I love it. Um, Speaking of seafood, we're planning a series on Dirty Linen soon about Port Phillip Bay. Um, I've mentioned before that uh, we're about to lose access to commercial net fishing in the bay, which is really sad. This sustainable resource on Melbourne's doorstep is being lost really for no good reason um yeah 
no one seems to really want it to happen, but it's just a, yeah, recreational fishers basically forced the government's hand some years ago and uh, you'll only be able to fish on the bay if you're one of a small number of longline fishers. We'll still be able to get snapper, for example, but we'll lose access to sardines, which I love, which is sustainable, delicious, local, everything that we should want to be eating, but we're losing access to it. So I'm really passionate about this. We've only got a couple of weeks left of uh, local seafood from the bay, um, and it's really sad. So, yeah, stand by for that. Uh I've also just written a story on hospitality pathways for a magazine called A+, which Besha Rodell edits, um, and they've been giving a bit of air to my last story for this mag, which was on hospitality staffing, the staffing crisis that we all know we have. I've been hearing from people that it's easing off a bit. Um, perhaps the next crisis is, is training, um, but certainly, you know, probably every restaurant's still hiring. And it's interesting to reflect with a little bit of length and depth on some of the reasons behind that. So um, we can put a link to that story in the show notes. Finally, I just want to talk about something that's not so food related. I have had a story in Broadsheet this week um, where I interviewed two refugees that are being detained at the Park Hotel in Swanson Street in Carlton, right at the top end of the city in the middle of a lot of life and deliciousness and freedom and sunshine, uh, fresh air, and the refugees that are detained here, um, right in amongst us. Um, the two guys that I spoke to have been detained by the Australian government for nearly 10 years. Most of that's been offshore, Nauru and Manus, but they've both been in Australia ostensibly for medical treatment, which they haven't really received for a couple of years. And I just feel really... Like I've protested outside there a bunch of times and then wandered over to Dastasio and Carlton for, you know, beautiful pizza or wandered up to King and Godfrey, you know, for some prosciutto or next door for some gelati, um, wandered over to Ipoca for a glass of wine. And I just think um, this is our city. I don't think this is who we want to be. Um, the federal government's policies around refugees diminish us all. So... Um, yeah, let's vote for change. Wish you guys a great weekend. Um, if you're getting out amongst it, enjoy. Uh, yeah, eat with relish. Um, yeah, move through the world with kindness and I will catch you next week. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Weeds production.